Aung San Suu Kyi has a devout following in Burma and throughout the world. To learn more about her, we're joined now by Peter Popham, a former South Asia correspondent for the British newspaper The Independent, where he spent many years covering Burma. He's also the author of a biography of Aung San Suu Kyi. It's called The Lady and the Peacock. Peter, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. All right, so let's talk about the lady, Aung San Suu Kyi. Tell us about her rise to political prominence. How did she become so famous? She went back to Burma having lived in England for many years, uh, married to an Oxford professor, bringing up her two sons in perfectly normal, kind of respectable middle-class way, went back to Burma in 1988 because her mother, who was a former ambassador and a very important person in her own right, had a very serious stroke. And so she went back and basically nursed her and slept and lived in her a hospital room for months in early 1988. This was the time when, by coincidence, there was a major uprising uh, against the military government, uh, which had presided over one economic catastrophe after another. And she found herself, after a period of months, she was being besieged by people involved in the uprising, asking her to get involved, mainly because her dad was a symbol of Burmese independence, uh, the founder of the Burmese army, and she was regarded as a potentially good figurehead for the popular uprising. So very unwillingly at first, finally she was persuaded to speak. She galvanised an enormous crowd with her very strong, very brave speech, and really that was the beginning of the story. So she accepts her destiny in 1988, and then a year later, she's placed under house arrest. Yes, she had this extraordinary six months of storming around the country, holding mass meetings uh, with tens and hundreds of thousands of people uh, hanging on her words, joining up her party. It clocked up three million members within about six months. Uh, The government took serious fright and... In July 1989, she and the rest of the people who were the founders of the party were locked up. She was locked up in her home. All the rest of them were locked up in prison. And she stayed there till 1995? Yeah, uh, they they kept her in detention until 1995, when a lot of outside pressure persuaded them to let her out. But... That didn't last long. She was out for a couple of years and then they again took fright because she was still so popular and they locked her up again. This was repeated three or four times up until 2010 when she was, when the whole situation had changed and she was released for good. So while she was under house arrest, as you say, for 15 years, she won a Nobel Prize and her reputation only got stronger. So that must have infuriated the government. Yes, I, th- I think it was it was maddening because they, you know, they had a sort of sexist attitude anyway, uh, assuming that she was a weak woman who would crumble, who would give up. Uh, she was a foreigner because she'd spent so time, much time abroad. So, you know, they were trying to persuade themselves that she wouldn't matter for very long, that she would be easily quelled. And to the contrary, she stood up to them. She survived at least two attempts to kill her, one of them quite serious and deliberate. So the regime finally, under the general who is now the ex-general president, 
of the country, Thane Sane, and who is more intelligent than his predecessors, realised that they couldn't beat her, they would have to co-opt her in some way or another. And that's the process that has been going on underway since 2010. We've heard some criticism, some of which has been sharp and pointed, that since she became a member of parliament, she's not been vocal enough in supporting minorities such as the Rohingya, the Muslim minority, the Rohingya group. Is there something to that criticism? Oh, very much so. Yeah, this is a big sort of cloud that's appeared in the sky since her release, really. Because she is sort of a synonym for human rights, for courage, for resistance to persecution, they were expecting her to stand up and speak out for the Rohingya and for the Muslims in general when they were persecuted. And this she really has failed to do. She's been asked the question many times and she's given many kind of answers, but none of them really amount to a ringing declaration of support or ringing condemnation of the attacks on the Muslim community. I don't want to try and exculpate her or sort of uh, be her sort of spokesperson on this, but I understand part of the rationale, which is that her enemies are always trying to lump her together with foreign elements of one sort or another. And I think she probably sees this as a trap, which she absolutely must not fall into, because there is a lot of anti-Muslim feeling among ordinary Burmese. And if she were to identify herself with the Muslim minority, she fears, I suspect, that she would lose a lot of her mainstream Buddhist support. This is not to excuse her silence, but it helps to explain why, as somebody who is determined to survive politically, she has been very timid on this matter. Hmm. Well, so maybe she's doing what it takes to get into power and then she will return to her freedom fighter roots once she gains power? Is that the thought? I think that having basically lost her family, uh, lost you know everything that mattered to her in the first 35 years of her life in order to achieve a political breakthrough, that is her very clear focus. And I don't say she'll do whatever it takes because she's not really interested in personal power. She's interested in turning Burma into a functioning democracy and increasing the amount of freedom and improving it as a country. And that's her mission. And I think that she is determined to attain power in order to achieve that. And so, in a sense, she has a certain sort of steeliness about that. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Peter Popham is a journalist with the British newspaper The Independent and author of the book The Lady and the Peacock, a biography of Aung San Suu Kyi.